This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. All right, we are live. Thanks for joining, everybody. I'm Kat. This is Amy, and we've got Freya Mooseberger. How are you, Freya? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on today. Of course, it's our pleasure. We're trying to get up with everybody that's headed to the CrossFit Games, and we tried to talk to you before the Atlas Games, and you and I had a very nice conversation, and I think three people saw it before we pulled it down because we had some major uh, audio issues with it, unfortunately. So hopefully today goes a little better, but I'm going to pretend like we haven't talked before <laughs> so, okay. so that we don't miss anything. <laughs> we had a good chat and, uh, you know, I thought it went pretty well. So first and foremost, congratulations on your fourth place finish at Atlas Games. Thank you. And Second time's dope. a charm, right? Yeah. I mean, this year it was the goal to make the game. So I'm really happy that I pulled through and qualified. And now it, now I get to be a CrossFit Games athlete forever. No one can take that away from me. So that's super cool. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the things that you changed up in your um, training routine from the last Atlas Games to now. Like what what happened and changed that you think maybe got you to that next level? Uh, well, the biggest thing was uh, starting with Michelle Latond, my my new coach, uh, and having her expertise and knowledge really. I had a good foot going into the Atlas games and I worked really hard that year on weaknesses that I knew that I had from last semifinals. Um, and sure enough, those movements showed up again. And this time I was able to have higher placings in those events. And I was just really happy of the year of experience that I had. And, you know, with COVID, not nothing being online this year, I got some in-person experience at Wadapalooza before semifinals, which I think was really important leading up to that. Um, because in-person competitions are a different ball game. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you feel like you are, you excel more at the in-person stuff? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. even at Atlas, um, a lot of it was, there was a lot of gymnastics and that was one thing that kept me out last year. And so to come into it and, you know, just do well in it, personally in those events was a sh big showing of the year of hard work that happened. Mm -hmm. Do you find it great. more, more nerve wracking um, to be doing it online and kind of not knowing where you are placed and what you need to do? Or do you find it, um, you know, more nerve wracking being around the competitors and, and that high pressure? Uh, I think it's a different type of nerves for each one. Yeah. The unknown with online, it's more so an annoyance because you know, you, you can pace off other people on the floor. Um, but at the same time, the online, it just feels like an open or quarterfinals. Like last year, it didn't feel like a lot was at stake. And also I had a different mindset. I was just happy to be competing at a semifinal, even though it was online. So there, mm. it, there's pros and cons to both, but I think competing in person is really where it's at. <laughs> Are you just 20 years old? Yeah. Okay. So I looked at who was at the Atlas game. It looks like there's about five or six of you that are 20 or younger. Yeah. And three of you are going to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, Emma Lawson, Paige Powers, and yourself. 
is there is there some sort of camaraderie amongst the younger kids that are that are competing at these or do you all know each other from you know teenage years competing and things like that what what does that culture sort of look like well i definitely when i first started uh i was 16 and so i was very well aware of the top girls in the teens um they didn't so much know me because i never got to compete at that at the games level as a teen but I definitely looked up to those girls, so it's cool that we all aged up and got competitive in the individual category as well. Uh, I think, you know, with ev- no matter the age, there's camaraderie amongst us competitors, and I think it's cool to see all us young guns coming up and, you know, holding our own, but I really don't think age plays a factor into it at all. <laughs> Interesting. So what makes you say that? Uh, just... I think if you're competing at this high level um, as a younger person, you have a sense of maturity and you're able to um, be around, let's say, 20 to 30 year olds and be able to hold a conversation with them and get to know them on a more personal level. Just it's not purely just competitive nature coming into that. Like you're able able to talk to those older girls and not feel intimidated. Do you think part of that maturity comes from some of the things that you've experienced in the past in terms of like, talk a little bit about the Highland dancing that you did? Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we all have different uh, sport backgrounds, but I think if you're a, a kid and you dedicate yourself to sport, you're already a step ahead of maybe some of the peers that you were in school with because you have that dedication and that drive. I think it just sets you apart from other people. Um, so that's what we all have in common as athletic kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I'm I'm gonna guess too that you competed with or against folks in the dancing world that maybe were a little bit older than you. Uh, the ages range uh, in dance. We do have quite a short lifespan because it's pretty hard on your body. I think in the twenties. 20 age category, it's pretty rare to see super high level um, competitors. There are the anomalies, like there's been this woman who's been dancing for years. She had a kid. She actually reminds me of Annie Thora's daughter. And she just Mm. recently won the Canadian championships for Highland dancing. Um, So, but but it's pretty rare um, to see older generations go far dancing. I think what I meant was that you were probably so accomplished that maybe, you know, when you were 12, were you dancing with 14 year olds? You know, yeah, what I mean? like yeah. when you were 14 dancing with 16 year olds, like that kind of yeah. thing. I feel yeah, like you guys are sure. all good at what you do and you're so good that you tend to sort of age up because of your ability. Yeah. yeah and actually when I was 12, I met my now best friend when she was 18 and we just clicked right away. So, I mean, on the outside, it's weird that a 12 year old gets along so well with an 18 year old, but in that dancing community, you know, you're friends with people who are younger than you by five years and older than you by eight or 10 years. So we do all get along really well. And, and I was gonna ask about socially now. I mean, I, I get now you may not have a lot of opportunities for social engagements just because you're high in the games prep, but socially, do you find that your peers are a part of the CrossFit group or are they, do you have peers, you know, from school that maybe just didn't participate in CrossFit and that's who you're spending your time with? Well, I'd say the majority of my friends are the gym friends. <laughs> um, and then also that age group is a little bit older as well. So I feel like just 
being amongst an older age group, it also matures you as well. And I, growing up around adults, you hear about their adult lives. And I feel like that just puts you into a higher age bracket of maturity as well. So, I mean, there are pros and cons to that. I, you know, not getting along super well with maybe say peers your own age being like, oh, they their values are different or anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, pros and cons. Sure. Yeah. Um, you're pretty well traveled too. Um, was that due to your dancing background? Like you've been all over the place <laughs> as a young, uh, as a young person, yeah. it just seems unusual to me. A bit of both, uh, with Highland dance, um, the it's Scottish, right? So we would travel over to Europe for the world championships and, um, the, a lot of big competitions happened nationally across Canada. So I got to see a lot of my own country, which is really cool. Canada is so big that a lot of people or a lot of Canadians don't actually get to see their whole country. Um, mm -hmm. so it was really cool that I got to see different parts, uh, because the national championships were held in a different province every year. So it was cool to travel around for that a bit. Um, I went to Hawaii for a competition. <laughs> that was really cool. Very hot though, in a kilt and 30 degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you guys are in Fahrenheit. I want to 30 Celsius. We get it. It's hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and your, your mom actually got remarried in Hawaii. She did. Yeah. That was really cool to be a part of. I mean, I obviously didn't see the first one because I wasn't alive. So right. to, to walk her down the aisle, that was really special. Yeah, that was nice. And I think I commented the last time we spoke that, that you spell Hawaii with an apostrophe, which is very important because most people don't. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, my grammar, my grammar hat comes on when you do that. And when we went to Hawaii as a family a few years ago, I think one of the captions of my album was, I spell it with an apostrophe now. Yeah. It's like official, you know, what I wasn't just a tourist. I was like part of it. Yeah, I think it's good to give respect to the people who have lived there for thousands of years. And that's how they spell their native land. I feel like if you're a tourist, especially, you just have to give respect to how they spell it. <laughs> I'm not going to even try to pronounce their national fish. That's crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lots of vowels. <laughs> yeah. Too many. <laughs> and H's. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, your schooling growing up and sort of where you are now. Are you a full-time athlete? Are you doing some education on the side? What's what's your plan? Uh, so currently, um, I'm not in school. Uh, full-time athlete and I coach uh, part-time at the gym that I'm at, uh, especially with the goal of making the games this year. I really put all my chips in one basket and really wanted to make a run at it. And now that, you know, it it came back and I was able to make that goal. Uh, it means I'm doing the right thing. And I have full belief that I can make this a career for hopefully a full decade. That would, that's the goal. Um, but before that, before COVID, I was a student. Um, and then as things shifted online, I didn't do well in the online environment at all. And so it just clicked that I, that it was meant to, that I was meant to leave schooling behind for a bit. <laughs> Okay. Um, but before that, um, I, again, I started CrossFit at 16 and I actually graduated high school at 16. So it was perfect timing. As soon as I graduate high school, I could kind of focus on CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Are you still at home? Uh, no, I live on my own. Oh, look at you. Yeah. How does that work? If you're a full, full-time athlete, are you like paying your own way and yeah, so t-shirt helping you out? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, um, I'm lucky that, uh, you know, with my coaching job, I make a little bit of money from that. And um, I'm super grateful for my parents also financially helping me. They've always been a huge support and I'm an only child, so that helps a lot. <laughs> but um, my mom, my mom recently moved to the opposite side of Canada to Nova Scotia to the East Coast. Um, and I'm on the West Coast right now. So there's a bit of time change, but right now she's visiting me. So nice. Cool. Uh, Kat and I both have 19 year olds. So we're also trying to figure out how this works. The, the, our next step has. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. No, I, I am not owning a home anytime soon. It's bizarre. <laughs> I can't imagine. So let's talk about your sponsorship. Yeah, it's here. <laughs> how did that, how does that come about? I'm always curious um, to know, like, how that comes to fruition. So I think it really helped being a part of the Decacomp crew. Um, all of us, all three of us going down to Wadapalooza in January. Um, Pat and Ellie made quite a splash on the first day and kind of the Michelle turned some heads. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me finishing in 10th at the end of the weekend was a huge step for me as well, just being a new competitor to, to the sport. Um, so I think the CEO, Corey, um, kind of, we were put on notice a bit and Michelle has connections to that company and Pat was already sponsored by them. So I think right time, right place. Uh, they reached out and we just had a really good chat. Um, and everything kind of came to fruition and, you know, it, it, it made sense to go with them and. I'm really excited for the future to be working with a company that's, you know, making big moves in CrossFit right now. Yeah, and Vladapalooza just announced that um, Tier is going to be their title sponsor in the future. Yeah, so, super exciting. So Noble's out and Tier is in. I think the judges yeah. will be happy and the volunteers will be happy because I know they did not enjoy wearing their Noble shoes all weekend. Oh. <laughs> They're slightly I, uncomfortable. I haven't worn noble at all so i i can't speak on that but i can i can vouch for tier shoes that they are comfortable and their runners are great so do they have a full line of shoes that you've been able to try yeah so they have a, a crossfit trainer mm -hmm. uh, a running shoe and a lifting shoe and all three are great and i i usually haven't worn lifters in the past because i don't like a raised heel but mm -hmm. um the tier lifters aren't as high as say the Reebok legacy lifters. And I really like that. So I've been wearing the lifters and, you know, hit some PRs in them. So I'd say they're my lucky shoes. Very good. Do they have a, are they wide? Do they have a wider toe box? They have a wide toe box. Yeah. And a flat, flat toe. So there's no lip at the top. So you don't roll forward when you lift. Mm -hmm. right. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try those. I'm, I'm a, I'm a shoe experimenter. So Anytime a new shoe comes out, I just got the new rads and I really like them as well. Um, okay, they feel really yeah, well they look constructed. really cool. Yeah, they're what super color? comfortable. I got the black colorway with the like the off white sole. Yeah, they're cool. They're rad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super rad. So, Freya, what does a, a typical training day look like for you? Uh, well, right now with the games going on, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, it's a full day. Honestly, I wake up, I have my breakfast and I go to the gym. And honestly, I'm not home until maybe six o'clock, 6.30 PM. Um, and you know, we're, 
now in the phase of splitting sessions up into three sessions just to simulate the games where you have to wind down, recover, eat some food, actually digest it before you do another intense workout. Uh, and so that takes a lot of time. And, you know, we're transporting a lot of the gym equipment outside onto a turf and going running and swimming outside and all that. So there's a lot of time set up involved, but um, it's good. And then, I mean, I fully trust Michelle and her programming. So I feel like I'm going to be really prepared when I show up. Do you uh, fight with Michelle as much as Patrick Connor does? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I'm He's new. a pain in the ass, isn't he, with her? He, the two of them, are they go at it. I love it. You should see the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to see the group chat. Oh, it's so funny. But um, yeah, I'd say I, I'm newer and younger and uh, not that- You know your place. Yeah. yeah, Pat really respects Michelle, I can tell. But there is some pushback. And I mean, he has a lot of experience and he knows his body really well. So sometimes they'll be like, hey, I'm not doing that or I'm changing that or whatever. And that that's totally understandable. I mean, he's been in the sport for years. So I sure. I mean, I don't have that experience. I'm just going to listen and do what I'm told. <laughs> so Pat is older and grumpier. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> well, he's a dad now, so he's definitely grumpier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so is it Owen. Owen is the cutest baby and he doesn't seem like a lot of trouble. So yeah, it's pretty oh, lucky. Yeah. Are, is it just the two of you guys then pretty much heads down doing this games training? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, okay. Pat and I right now. Yeah. Was Ellie, before Ellie made the move over to Fort Vancouver, was she with you guys on a regular basis or was she pretty much like, did she spend some time in Canada? Uh, she did. So right after Wadapalooza, she came to Canada um, and was there up until quarterfinals, and then all three of us got together for quarters. Got it. Okay. Do you yeah. miss having her around? I do, but we still keep in touch, and I'm excited to see her at the games. It's cool that we both qualified. I remember talking to her at quarters and being like, man, we both have to qualify for the games because then we can be there together. And so now we both did that, and it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So – Surprise, games training. <laughs> um, what are some of the things that you were surprised about in terms of the workload or, you know, it was, are you almost like, oh, I wish for this. Be careful what you wish for. Probably how many bruises I have on my body right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting that. I'm pretty beat up, but um, <laughs> I mean, I knew that it would be a progression as the season goes on. So I know that right now it's peak time, peak volume, peak intensity. Uh, and I mean, I was expecting that and it is tough, but I'm just trying to stay on top of recovery as much as I can. And honestly, I'm pretty lucky that I'm feeling really healthy. So I'm happy that my first year, you know, I have no stress of an injury holding me back or anything like that. And I'm really gunning to, make moves at the games because it's a whole different ball game compared to semifinals. Yeah. What are your thoughts on performance enhancing drugs? Uh, they're bad. And it catches me off guard every time someone comes out and is dirty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I totally don't expect anything of that. Like every time morning chalk up or anything like that post breaking news, someone got popped. I'm like, what? Really? 
Like again, yeah. people don't, they just show up and don't play by the rules. Like it's just unfathomable to me, honestly. Yeah. Are you, are you suspicious of some of the tainted supplement stories or do you sort of have I mean, an opinion on that? Uh, from what I know, like steroids are expensive. And if you're spending $60 on a one pound tub of protein, the chances of having high level stuff in there is really slim. Mm -hmm. And I mean, companies, companies aren't just sprinkling a super expensive drug into anything like that. So I yeah. mean, I don't know what athletes are taking. And I mean, if you're doing stuff right, and you're only taking what you need. There's no reason to be taking those crazy fat burning, heart rate adjusting stuff that you see on the right. shelf. So I don't, I don't know. I've never taken those products. So I don't have know. You ever, have you ever been approached by anyone or like heard of them like in the gym? And I'm not speaking of like where you are right now, but is yeah. it anything where someone's been like, Hey, you know, I tried this and you know, it gave me a third um, long or whatever. No, I haven't been approached. I think, um, you know, there are communities out there that for sure they, they're all like, yeah, man, you got to get on this. Like I PR'd three times in one day. Like, this is sick. Like, I, mm -hmm. I definitely do think there's Cause that's communities not out there. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's communities out there, but Thankfully, my gym is like a family oriented gym and there's nothing like that. There's no, like, I'm the really the only competitive person at my gym and, you know, people celebrate that. They're not trying to tear you down or get you caught cheating. So, right. Yeah. And, and do, do we give a pass to people that come out after they've been caught to say, yes, I took it, but please yeah, have mercy on me? I think it's good that, you know, you come clean and honest um, you know, I'd rate way rather see that than let's say you go all the way to the games and then you get popped and then you're like, no, it was, it was a tainted supplement. But then years later say, oh, actually, like I did knowingly take that, you know, that, that kind of leaves mm -hmm. a fishy taste in my mouth. Just be honest and upfront, right. If you do something wrong, you know, own up to it. Yeah. I'm trying to think how, I mean, I know there've been some, some men like Ricky Garrard comes to mind, obviously Nicholas Joyal now in terms of individual males i don't recall any individual females um emily, abbott. emily abbott oh emily abbott right you're right and, that was um, a while ago though the yeah. uh, uh ellie board place the eighth place in the 2019 games oh you're right fragile fragile yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah she kept um who, i think she kept daniel brandon out of the top 10 that mm -hmm. weekend that would make me mad too. Yeah, Anna Fragal. Yeah. Um, it happens. It happens on the women's side too. Yeah, Ellie was team though. She was an individual. But yeah, oh, it's yeah. mostly yeah. yeah, mostly men. Never mind. Just interesting to so, me. So yeah, yeah I agree. I think it's dumb. Work with. Sorry. Do you work with a nutrition yeah. coach? Uh, not currently. I I've tracked my macros for years and years on end. Um, so I have a pretty good eyeballing method. And honestly, you know, it works for some people. And I think for me, um, I get stressed out if I'm let, knowing that I have 60 grams of carbs to make up, or if I went over 10 grams on my fat at the end of the day, when I'm lying down in bed, I just want to think about going to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, I don't stress with that. And I think further down the road, you know, if I, um, 
I think next year I'm going to take more of a um, in tune approach to my nutrition. But I think this year there's so many things that I needed to cover and I was just fueling for how I felt and trying to get in as much food as I could. And I'm going to see how that pays off. Um, but definitely I, I'm not holding back on plowing down through carbs, baby food and pancakes and all that. So yeah, I don't, I don't track, but I definitely do eat a lot. Well, and I would imagine if, um, if Michelle thought you were really off track that mm-hmm. she'd, she'd bring you back, you know, into yeah. it and say, you know, Hey Freya, maybe we should start tracking. So that's good that at least people are paying attention that, you know, know what they're doing and yeah. And, and can focus on that while you focus on other things. Yeah. I do mental check-ins. I weigh myself, figure that all out. And mm-hmm. uh, I definitely, water is a huge priority of mine. And I have this jug that tells me how far I need to go throughout the day and all that. So yeah. I, and I'm on top of supplementation and all that. So, I mean, I think as I have more bases covered and I get more experience, nutrition will be one thing that I hone in probably next year. Yeah. Do you, um, do you use like a tracker or anything for like a whoop or a Garmin or Apple watch? Those kinds of uh, things. I used to, um, but I find the whoop was pretty inconsistent and sometimes I would wake up feeling like absolute trash and it would be like, you're 99%. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and then my resting heart rate actually gets so low that sometimes it doesn't even track my sleep at night. Uh, mm. and so that, that was annoying. Like when I would wake up and it would say I only get two hours of sleep <laughs> and I'm like, no, I actually slept 10 hours, but thank you. <laughs> I find that too. Yeah. yeah. So I just, and it just gets in the way when you're working out and my bands would get so dirty. And even though I'd bleach them and wash them, like it, it just looked gross on my wrist. And it yeah. My, my band smells bad. It like, yeah. it has like a little, it's almost a smell like it's bad, but you don't mind it. Like mm-hmm. I still smell it a little bit more than I yeah. should, even though it doesn't no, smell good. No, thanks so bad that other people, other people notice. Well, <laughs> mine's not that bad yet, I don't think. But yeah, and it like you take it off and it's got like this like like grimy stuff on it, like soap Great. scum or whatever Great. it is, because yeah. I never take mine off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always love, yeah. I train people that wear like garments and or Apple watches or things and they will like stop oh. in the middle of a workout to be like, it's not, yeah. it's not picking up my thing. And I'm like, just work out. Like, don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, yeah. It, and it's just, it's another distraction that honestly I didn't need. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, assuming mm-hmm. at some point you need some kind of mental distraction, what kind of things do you like to do that aren't in the gym and that aren't related to working out to just get your mind right? Um. Well, I do like cooking and um, you know, it really helps for meal prep and stuff like that. On my rest days, a lot of athletes don't like meal prepping, but I really do. And I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. I put on a good podcast or listen to music and I just dance in the kitchen and cook my chicken (laughs) or (laughs) hang out with friends. Like, like I said, my, all my good friends are from the gym, but when I'm with them, rarely do we talk about CrossFit when I'm just trying to have a chill day and Um, I'm close with my mom. I'll FaceTime her for an extended amount of time on my rest days, catch up with family. So I'm pretty good with taking myself outside of the mental stress of competing and just having a chill day. And today's my rest day. So I'm going to go out out with my mom. (laughs) 
Nice. So Monday's a rest day. That's unusual. Do you, do you find that you get more done on the weekends, like Saturday, Sunday training to not use Sunday as a rest day? Yeah. And it was honestly to simulate competing. So I think right after quarters, we started um, training Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because that's the days we compete. And now um, I'm not sure how I'll change leading up to the games, but we've kept it that way just because we compete Sundays. We don't want to give our body that, oh, we're resting today. Actually, we're not. <laughs> Final push. Right. Yeah. Do you have any? I'm um, curious. Do you live by yourself? Go ahead, Amy. I was just, I'm curious if you train swimming all year round or do you just start training that like as the games gets closer in semifinals? We train swimming all year round. Um, and now it's gone up to two swim sessions a week. So uh, I would say it was just once a week on an active recovery day. But now we swim on on training days as well. So to, to work out, go to the pool tired and get a workout in. And actually the other day I had to walk into the pool with two dumbbells and I looked like an absolute weirdo, but you know, <laughs> no shame now. I'm like, this is it, man. This is, I wanted this the is games. The time. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think everybody sort of thinks now that there's going to be a pool swim and not a, you know, and not an open water swim. So has that, ch- sounds like that's changed sort of how you guys are planning to, it looks like you're doing maybe some Metcon stuff on either end yeah. of the pool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to see that swim and stuff event at the COVID games. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there is a chance that we're bringing in equipment to that facility in Wisconsin. So we're just trying to do what we can. I mean, there's no way I'm hauling a GHD into my public pool at any (laughs) time, but we'll figure it out on the fly and just uh, trying to keep transitions quick and figure out what I can do. And we saw that uh, there's, I think, an event in 2014 where they had bar muscle-ups and swimming. So that'd be cool yep. if we got to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, what kind of things are you hoping to see? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of, you know, odd object things and, you know, crazy runs and, and stuff like that. Are you, are there things that you're maybe looking forward to and, and maybe some things that you're kind of like, Oh, I'm sort of, this is not going to be the greatest. Um, I am really looking forward to the odd object elements. And, uh, I like that Friday night, Saturday night lights in the Coliseum, you know, a sprint workout would be amazing. That'd be so cool to do. Um, I think that time domain is definitely one of my strengths. So to be able to, you know, just put the blinders on, go full tilt on, let's say, an echo bike or some burpees or a barbell would be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. How's your How's your long distance running? Pretty good. I like to run, yeah. so I'm excited to maybe an obstacle course or some biking and a run and a, a mm-hmm. swim. I don't know. Maybe swimming to the arena. I don't know what we're gonna do, but. Um, you know, I've been, I worked really hard on my cardio and um, I'm working on all different time domains of running right now and I'm pretty confident with it. So, Awesome. Yeah. When you went to the games as a spectator, what year was that? Uh, both 2018 and 2019. Okay. So yeah. the year with all the cuts um, and then 2018, the last normal year that mm-hmm. people would argue <laughs> we had yeah. at the games. Yeah. Were there any events there that sort of got you got you motivated to to really train harder or where you saw maybe some people that you looked up to accomplish things? Um, <laughs> the marathon row. <laughs> uh, oh, 
right? I was like, oh, wow, okay, they're doing that. Like, I, maybe I should train that. No, I'm kidding. I haven't done a marathon row. But um, <laughs> just seeing them go that hard on the first day and ending on that row and then them doing the rest of the events, I was like, they're crazy. I need to train so hard to get to this level even if one day I never get there, you know, there's a possibility of that. But I think um, one person who really inspired me was seeing Laura Horvath in 2018, where she kind of came out of nowhere and just owned it on the first day and then ended up getting rookie of the year. That was really inspiring and just shows that anyone can show up and do well. And, you know, she was working for a long time to get to the games. So that was inspiring to see. And I just kept her in mind and I was, as I was training those last three years. Mm-hmm. Freya, there's, there's so much work that has to be done to put into being really good in the sport. And, you know, there've been other people that have podcasts that say things like if someone were to come to them and say, I want to win the CrossFit games, they would say, pick something else because mm-hmm. it's just too hard. Like it, the, the, the odds are forever not in your favor. Um, when it comes to this, what sort of drives you to continue and, you know, what gives you that, like, I can do this and I, I'm willing to put the work in to sort of do what it takes, knowing that that path is not, maybe it is pleasant for you, but like, there's a lot of unpleasantness that has to happen before you get there. Well, I think the biggest thing is taking pride in your work and your small wins. So, you know, maybe, you know, you only see a 1% increase in a certain lift or movement. But, you know, if you put in work and eventually you will get better at it, that's just the most gratifying feeling. And I think if you don't get the absolute most enjoyment out of that, then it's not worth it. But for me, you know, I get, I take such pride in seeing those small 1% increases that, you know, it keeps me coming back. And, um, you know, I see the leaps when I look back at a year, I'm like, wow, I've progressed so much in those things. And overall as an athlete, mentally and physically. So just seeing that projection of where, you know, it could take me and looking back at how far I have come, I know that I'm doing the right things and making the right moves and having the right people in my group or in my corner, sorry, um, that, you know, I am on the right path and, that I do have it both physically and mentally and having people like Michelle tell me that too. That's really gratifying too. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Who's coming with you to the games? So my parents um, and my mom, my two dads. So I have a stepdad and my biological dad. Uh, and then my sister, unfortunately she can't make it, but she came to Atlas games Um And then I have my best friend who used to be my coach uh, at the gym that I'm at, but she's more so like my wingman, my support, Kelsey. She's -hmm. come with me to all my competitions, so she'll be there. Will she get your coach's pass? No, Michelle's getting that. Okay. So who's getting Pat's coach's pass? Uh, We both declare her as a coach. So we can only have one person back there. Okay. Um, and if I don't declare Michelle, then she can't be back with me if Pat's elsewhere. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Good. So well, yes, you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Needs to be I'll, I'll meet her back there with me. Um, and then, yeah. So just family and my best friend. 
Do we know if um do we know if Annika's gonna go? To the games? Yeah, to watch. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. She's doing she's doing Can West here soon, yeah. right? She is on her way over, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just talking about packing and all that. Um yeah. that's I first heard of you through Annika. Like we've we've been talking to Annika for years and she was talking yeah. about, you know. My new friend, who's a beast, who you guys have to, like, you know, we're training together. She's going to make a splash. Freya is, you know, is the bomb. So, yeah, I love her. She's sweet. <laughs> what kind of mindset work do you do? Like, I, I love to ask what kinds of mantras or things that you think about, like, when you're lining up for the corrals and getting ready to take the floor. Like, you know, you often see people swing and rocking and that kind of thing. What's What kind of mantras do you do? Oh, I don't think that I, uh, this is PG. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. No. Um, okay. you know, I definitely, like you can say whatever you want to. <laughs> Things just got really interesting. Hold on. <laughs> you What's know, um, yeah, be, as, be real with this. As the Aussies say, you know, I'm geeing myself up. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I get myself hyped before the event, but you know, slow, deep breaths to calm the heart rate. I mean, I try and tell myself, hey, we're not working out right now. We got to calm down for at least two minutes. Um, but in my head, you know, I'm just, I feel like a bull being, or like a racehorse, just right before it's led out of the gate, before the gun goes off. Like at every cell in my body is vibrating and, you know, it's a feeling like no other. And, um, you know, sometimes when you go out and do an event and you go out too hot, you kind of have that oh shit moment, but you bring yourself down and you're like, this is the work that I have to do and that'll get me to that finish line. I got to go. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times it's just blank, but your body just takes over and you're able to get through that. But I do work with a, with a sports psych and I've worked with him for even back in my dance days. So we've developed a really close relationship over the five years I've worked with him and he knows my brain inside and out and he knows the right things to say. And he's watched some of my events and, um, you know, I think we're, you know, I used to get emotionally attached to certain workouts and what, and movements, but now it's just a, it's just a movement. It's just a workout. So, you know, if you mess up in the middle of a competition, you're not thinking about people watching you mess up. You're just like, Oh, I just need to pick up and, do that again. You know, so there's no emotion anymore, which I think is the key um, to progressing mentally as an athlete. You can see sometimes people get distraught emotionally on the floor and that's really hard to deal with. And I've been there. Yeah. Does, does your psych coach um, or your sports therapist, does he talk to Michelle at all? Like, do you have like three-way conversations about, you know, your progress and things? So, and the reason I ask is, like, will you have him on speed dial while you're at the games, you know, or will Michelle be sort of channeling his, you know, therapy through her? Um, no, I think uh, they haven't worked together. Um, okay. But I think the mental side is completely, it's, it's very detached to the training side of things. Okay. Uh, but even though there is a lot of brain body connection, I think what goes on up here is completely different from what your body is actually capable of doing. So mm -hmm. if you can tap into that and really make sure you're in the right head, head space and frame of mind, then your training that you've done over the years, that will take you far. 
Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be talking to him throughout the throughout the games. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering like when's your next when's your last session with him before you leave? You know, is it yeah. like the day before yeah. you go and a big sort of send off with yeah, you know, happy thoughts and all that. Did you have any of those oh shit moments at Atlas? When you said uh, like sometimes you go out too hot and you need to sort of bring it down, or did you have to sort of employ any of those techniques that you've learned there? Yeah, I think um there there are a few events like we had a a really high heart rate workout with a sandbag cleans and tota bar where you know I started to redline there's four rounds and in the third round I was like oh I'm getting there and I need to bring it back down but um it was just one of those grunt work events where you just had to go put your head down and get done um I think afterwards I ran over to the bucket and (laughs) threw up a little bit (laughs) okay all right yeah so you went there yeah, I went there. That's for sure. Um, no problem going there whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think I think you can't, right? I mean, because yeah. if you can, then you're holding back, and that's not going to help yeah. you either in the long run. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just gaining experience, and um, you know, so after having that on the first day, I think coming into the third day, I was a little bit reserved because I didn't want to have that moment again. I think the Mm -hmm. more often you puke, the more it's bad and acidic in your body and all that. So I was like, you know, that, that first event on, on the second day, uh, it just, I felt a little bit off just because I didn't know where the line was to push. I didn't want to feel that way again. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, just feeling people pass me and being aware of that, you know, that didn't sit well with me, but Luckily, I could take my aggression out on the barbell complex for the next event after. And that I came out swinging with that. So that was good. Yeah, you did. I mean, you had a third, a fourth, a ninth, a fourth, a seventh, and a twelfth. Yeah, Um, that that ninth and twelfth stung a bit. But, you know, not every competition is going to go perfect. And, you know, going into that final event, um, I knew that you know, if I just ran my race, you know, the games ticket was there waiting for me at the finish line. And I just had a comforting feeling on that first event. And, you know, it, I, it would have been nice to have all top 10 finishes. Um, but I think the weekend caught up to me more so um, just like emotionally draining too. just that stress of Kate, you can't, you got to qualify for the games here. Um, and then finishing and knowing that I qualified, that was a sweet feeling rather than feeling what, rather than standing on the finish line, waiting to hear if I had made it or not. Does I'm assuming Michelle does a pretty good job of letting you know, and maybe, maybe this isn't part of the strategy, but does she leaderboard for you? And does she tell you like, you need to beat this girl or this, you know, make sure she doesn't get ahead of you. Or if she does make sure three lanes Um, over doesn't like, are you aware of that on that last event? we do talk a little bit about that. I don't think we necessarily pinpoint specific athletes like, oh, you better watch out for her, you know, or mm-hmm. come ahead of her. It's more so like, hey, look at your points gap compared to sixth place right now. Like you have a big cushion, you have a hundred point cushion, so don't worry. Uh, mm-hmm. Just things like that. So, you know, it. I was in a contention spot all weekend long, so I was really proud to be holding my own basically at my second in-person competition. Yeah. That's how did crazy. you celebrate that's after a- you got that uh, ticket? Uh, we all went to Michelle's house afterwards and um, her sister is a baker 
and she made these custom made cookies and mine said uh are you or are you happy to see me or is that just a games ticket in your pocket <laughs> is this is that erica her sister yeah erica? yeah okay. Yeah. She has a baby so, too, right? Erica used to be an athlete. I don't know. That's yeah. like a little known fact. Um, back in the day, 14, 15, and then she had a baby and hasn't been in since. But And they're twins, right? Are they twins? Two kids, yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle and Erica are twins. Yeah. Uh, and Michelle showed me a couple of OG video clips of them competing together. And actually, they did the regionals event, the rope climb, like list rope climb oh. 10 rounds. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And I went back and watched the video and Michelle's like cheering her on. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I think I, I think I met Erica at, um, at a mid, like a mid Atlantic or a Northeast, you know, super regional back when, when Michelle was there. That's awesome. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. East region. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when do you leave? Uh, I leave on the 18th and I'm going to train in Montreal for two weeks before we go down to Madison. Okay. Will Michelle and Pat be with you? Uh, Pat won't. He has a baby and wife. And so he's going to be with them for as long as he can. And then he's heading down. But uh, I think when we all get to Madison, we'll be getting in a group and training together. Mm -hmm. Are you staying together? Do you have like a big giant Airbnb or are you staying in a hotel? Uh, Pat scored um i probably shouldn't be saying where he's staying but he's staying very close to the venue yeah yeah um, and so i didn't we didn't book any accommodation because it wasn't we didn't know if i was going to make the game so sure. we got we got um an airbnb with everyone who's coming with me um and then mm -hmm. michelle booked her stuff well in advance because she knows yeah. she always has pat going yeah, I was going to say, Pat probably booked his hotel, you know, the day after <laughs> last year, like we did, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we knew we'd be going back some, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So what kind of moves or what, what do you think are some of your strengths as far as, you know, like, is it long endurance, sprint movements, gymnastics, barbell? What do you like? Uh, sprinting, for sure. Anything short time domain. Um, those are my best place finishes in pretty much any competition that I've been in both online and in person. Um, and then, you know, I, I want to say burpees are one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And I love barbell cycling. So um, anything short, fast, heavy, that's good. But I've really taken a liking to, you know, longer running, longer biking, anything of that sort. Um, you know, legless road climbs aren't my favorite, but uh, rope climbs with legs are, <laughs> and we do a lot of them in training. So, I mean, hopefully we've did, done our fair share of legless rope climbs this season so far. So at the games, I'm looking forward to a tall rope, maybe a weight vest in there or something like that, like that battleground, uh, event at the 2018 games with the rescue Randy drag obstacle course, rope climbs and a weight vest. That event would be so fun to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. That Randy rescue was a was a cool event. And you yeah. you noticed how um who was it? I think it was Cole Sager who sort of cracked the code on how to carry yeah. that most efficiently. So it's neat to get tips like that when you're watching and oh, being yeah. able to pass that on to everyone. What would you think about like a chaos event? Oh, that would be really cool. Because uh we we do a a ton of training of 
just like going by feel of your body and RPE stuff in our training. So I feel like I know if, you know, someone said go ski until your judge tells you to stop, I'd be able to ski hard, but not too hard that I would be able to look at the, oh, there's a dumbbell ahead in a box. Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can feel that out. And I feel like I would do well in that. Mm -hmm. Scott wants to know if you're a games history nerd. I don't know if that's a question for you or for me. I know I'm a games history nerd, but are you a games history nerd? Are you a student of the games? Yes. Like I I definitely have watched and rewatched all the events, like whatever's uploaded on YouTube, I'll go back and rewatch it. Um, Even all the road to the games, seeing how the athletes train, you know, I, I implement some stuff that they've done over the years and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a super fan. So it's really cool that I get to go compete against, you know, Tia and Kara and all those girls and even the American girls. It's just super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is super cool. Um, have you been on uh Savon's podcast yet? No. Would you want to be? No. <gasps> no. Okay. Does he scare you a little bit or what? Intimidate no. I- you? No, uh, I think if I were, if I got a question that would, that was slightly inappropriate, I, I wouldn't just sit back and, you know, laugh it off. I would probably stand my ground and be like, Hey, that's not cool to say, or like, even if, it was, even if it wasn't directed at me, if it was just say a misogynistic comment towards someone else, I would just mm-hmm. be like, yeah, don't say that. And so I feel yeah. like it would, I just don't want to put myself in an awkward situation. I, yeah. respect I that. think I, I respect that too. I do think he'd be super respectful of you if you were to go on. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, if he did ask you, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, consider, I wouldn't not consider it. Um, he's done a lot for the space and he obviously has, you know, way more viewers than we do in terms of getting your name out there. But I totally understand, yeah. you know, as a young woman, you know, maybe being a little bit hesitant um, yeah. in that. What do you think about Andrew Hiller and all his stuff? Uh, I think what he's doing is, you know, I, I respect it and maybe, you know, he, he comes across as, you know, out there and, you know, he calls out people maybe in a way that isn't the best way to go about it if you want to have friends, but I know he's not doing it to make friends. So, (laughs) you know, I think, I think some, some things are a bit of a reach and he's just using them because they have a big name. Like if they were, maybe they didn't have such a big name in the sport, no one would pay attention to it or pick apart their movements like that. But at the same time, if you are a games athlete and you're posting, hey, I I sign up for this competition, I'm here to meet a standard, I think that's important. And I mean, I know that the athletes, at least I know, we're all doing our very best to meet the standard and we're not trying to get away with stuff. at least that's that's what me and Pat do, <laughs> and sure. we, we read the rules. I know I've learned a lot from Pat, and he reads over the rule book. He asks a lot of questions at briefings, and we're not trying to ride any line. And I think that's the responsibility you take as an athlete. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good attitude. <laughs> I like this me. comment. Freya doesn't do no reps. She's safe. Thanks, man. Right. Yeah, you're a good mover. <laughs> I try. I try. Yeah, yeah, if you move well, you don't need to worry about it. You'll never be a subject yeah. of uh, one of his videos. Yeah. You know, I did get no reps um, on one of my ring muscle-ups at Atlas Games, and I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Do you know what you did? Did did they tell you what you did, or do you know what you yeah, think you I think, did? Um, Push back. My, my rings were a little bit too far out uh, outside my shoulders, so it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. Like I was super tired, so I probably yeah. did fall back, and it was yeah. like, oh man, like that took a lot of energy out of me. <laughs> so I got to do another one. That sucks, but okay. <laughs> was that your only no rep the whole weekend? Um, on that workout, um, I think when I was standing up a snatch, I didn't have good control over it and I let it drop, but that was like a, that was a rookie mistake. You knew. Yeah. Yeah. I should have held on to it and then been like, yeah, good. But I mm-hmm. wasn't waiting. I wasn't waiting mm-hmm. for my judge's call. I just kind of let it go. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot. like I should have, I'm in a competition. Like I got to hold it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, I, I think, um, for the walking lunge event, I wasn't paying attention to the lines on the ground and I just did eight lunges and I know that's 25 feet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I dropped the bar and she's like, no, you got to go back. And I was like, oh shoot, like another rookie mistake. So <laughs> well, no, better to, better to learn it there. Right. Yeah. Than, than somewhere else. I always, um, I always feel bad for the athletes who, who get no repped and, and they know they've no repped, right. You know, you've completely failed a lift or something and you know, you got this judge like doing this big giant, you know, no rep hand wave and they're instructed to do that because for television yeah. and things, you want to make sure that it's clear, but I'm always like, Oh, it's kind of like salt yeah. in the wounds, you know, like, yeah, we yeah. know you dropped that barbell. We don't have to yeah. <laughs> strangle well, you with our hands. It's funny because my best friend, Kelsey, she does all my online competition judging um okay. and she'll no rep me like there's no tomorrow like I think we had a quarterfinal workout with wall balls and on the video she's like <laughs> on the workout <laughs> it was so funny like she has no problem doing the theatrics of it so do you know rep yourself if you're working out yeah like, oh yeah. yeah all the time yeah especially <laughs> things like wall balls you know you're like I need to redo that <laughs> yeah yeah how you do anything is how you do everything right yeah Awesome. All right. This, I've yelled well, no shit at my judge before. Yeah, that was Scott. Yeah. Scott. yeah. <laughs> and he but, was yeah. a judge once, so. Yeah. Have you, how about Wadapalooza? How was the judging there? Uh, it was good. Yeah. I actually made friends with some of my judges and they followed me on Instagram and we kind of messaged a little bit here and there, but, um, uh, for that final event, the Tota Bar, 55 Tota Bar, 55 Devils Press, um, mm-hmm. my judge was super strict with making sure my chest got down to the floor in between. And I felt like I was just making out with the ground every time. And I like, <laughs> I guess I gave him a dirty look, like when I was just looking at him. And he messaged me after he was like, thanks for those dirty looks for the for that event. And I was like, Oh, man, I'm so sorry. And I went oh, up and funny. apologized to him. It was really funny. That is funny. Yeah. Well, Andrew Andrew Hiller has joined the chat in case anyone wants to know. He's he's watching hey. now. So. Yeah. Well, there we go. Freya. Uh-oh. No need Are those to know rapper. No, no. I think that just means he's here. Okay. <laughs> so it's interesting that you said that some of your judges DM'd you afterwards and like your friends. Because I know that when I started judging, sort of the same thing happened, right? Like you, you sort of befriend these people, you see them around and, and you are fans of them. And it's just, it's hard. You want to make sure that they're being pulled, uh, being uh, partial, you know, like if you get those people again in your lane, that they're not going to just, you know, let, let your bad movement slide, which I'm not saying you have bad movement, but for sure somebody's bad movement slide. 
you know, even in Andrew's videos, he's calling out certain athletes and he's like, well, you know, this is a video of them in training. And so obviously they're practicing, like they're competing. Do you think they're going to change on competition day? No. So right. like that's why you do train good movements in your practice. Right. Unless the head judge comes by and then typically the movement gets a little better. I know. <laughs> I know yeah. that happens too sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we saw some of that at strength and depth. Yeah. We saw that. We say that everywhere. I'm actually, um, for Masters Fitness Collective, it's a, it's a master's competition in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm the head judge there. And I, I mean, judges get so much crap from athletes. I mean, I've had people heckle me during a workout, you know, like they're supposed to be working out and I'm three lanes over and they're still yelling at me about something that I came over and like overruled about. So it, it's definitely a thankless job, but um, I do appreciate everything that Andrew's doing. And for the sport, I think it's just helping to elevate movement standards and things like that. Hopefully you won't have any issues with that. Yeah. In, uh, in Madison and it'll all be fine. How excited are you for the, all the swag? Oh, so excited. You better yeah. bring some extra yeah. suitcases with you. Well, with all the traveling going on, I'm not sure if you guys seen the airports and the baggage just being left everywhere and all that. It's like a uh -oh. gong show. So I'm actually thinking I'm traveling to the games carry on. Oh, look at yeah. you. And I'm going to have to buy some stuff down there, like socks and toothpaste, but yeah. um, it should be okay. But yeah, I, I don't want to run the risk of losing all my stuff. Um, the airports in Canada, at least, and I think over in, in Europe, I'm not sure what the state's situation is like right now, but in Canada, um, at, our, at um, Vancouver International Airport, um, it looks like there's construction going on, but if you pull back the plastic sheet, there's just a mountain of suitcases just like lost luggage. Wow. So, and I don't want to run the risk of losing anything. So, I mean, I'm going on a three week trip first two weeks in Montreal and then one week in the States. Um, hope with all carry on. <laughs> so I'm going to have to bring all my stuff back. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. that's what you'll do, right? You'll ship it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame you're not okay. just driving. I mean, I know it's an insane drive, so that wouldn't make yeah. sense, but for people yeah. on the East Coast, driving is the way to go for sure. Because yeah. you can pack yeah. all the things, all the things. Are you um, are you hoping to maybe get an invite to Rogue this year? And if so, would you go? Oh, a thousand percent, I would go. Um, yeah. I mean, it would. I am planning on doing Wadapalooza. Uh, whether yeah. if I get an invite, if not, then I'll do the online qualifier. I just want to go back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but. You know, it would be a lot of off-season competing if I got the chance to do both. But I definitely would because that's, I feel like, again, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Sure, <laughs> sure. Do you, do you have any cool. desire to do, like, Dubai or anything? Or is that just kind uh, of out, of the, this out of the realm? Not this year. And still with travel and COVID and all that, it's a little bit of a, a little bit more of a hassle. And travel is expensive. So mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, and I've heard some things that, you know, Dubai uh, is a great competition, but sometimes things run late and all that. And, you know, I've had the luxury of going to well-run events like Wadapalooza and the semifinals and all that, that it would be, it would kind of shake you up a little bit because they're so well-run. Yeah. 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 Everyone does love Miami. And your, and your girl, Annika, will be there next summer winter too, right? She's headed down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't she, she's moving, right? She's moving there, so I assume she'll do yeah. the competition again. 
So yeah, how do you, how do you, um, what's your plan for after the games? How will you recuperate? How will you kind of recharge yourself after that experience? Uh, so right after I'm going to come home and see everyone from my gym and hang out with them and just kind of celebrate. But then, uh, right after I'm going to Italy with my dad for a week. Oh, fun. Yeah. So just, a just a vacation, eat, eat some pasta and gelato, Rome and Sicily. Have you been there before? So uh, there's I, a great um, gym in Rome. Sorry. Okay. Um, a gym. CrossFit Tristavri. Um, okay. In Rome, and it's it's really nice. I when I went to Rome in February of 2020, I went there like three times that week, and they it was awesome. Oh man. Well, I'm not planning on working out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but maybe maybe to like Wait, break off some. <laughs> Maybe to bike off some pasta and gelato. <laughs> yeah. Amy, that's when you brought COVID back to the States, right? Back in Listen, February 2020? I've when still you never tested positive for any COVID. Ground zero? Your flight. Mm -hmm. Aw. <laughs> We're teasing. It, that reminds me, Amy, of when we uh, when we interviewed Justin Kotler and we told him we were going to be at West Coast Classic and we were hoping on Monday to come and hang out at the gym and like talk to the athletes. And he's like, None of the athletes are going to be at the gym on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like a weekend after we a semifinal, like they'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just reminded me of that. Like, oh, there's a great gym. Yeah, I'm not going to be working out. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to be chilling, <laughs> eating my pasta. Hey, and go. maybe, uh, maybe you'll be pasta. celebrating. Maybe you'll be celebrating your, you know, Rookie of the Year award. That would be so cool. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of rookies going. Um, I even, so I thought that teen athletes that have competed in the teen category that turn individual, I thought, oh, they, they don't, don't count. The, right. Yeah. But no, they, but do they do individual. <laughs> I know that would, that would be good for you though. Right. Cause you're like yeah. one of the few that hasn't, you know, had that teen experience in Madison yet. Um, yeah. you get to go for the first time, but you know what, that's going to be so cool for you, you know, as an individual, to go in that open division, you know, for your first experience, I think is going to be amazing. Let's just talk quickly before we shut down here. Um, goals for the weekend. Yeah. What? So I'd love to make top 20 to be able to complete the whole games. Um, those cuts are a little daunting, but I know that the games are a different ballpark and I've been training so much volume that I will be able to handle three to five workouts a day. And, um, you know, I, I saw that at Atlas, I started out really strong and I held on. So I feel like I'm not going to, you know, show up. And even if it's a swim or an outside event, I'm not going to come like a bottom placing having to work my way up. But even if I do say stumble a little bit, um, the challenge of working my way up doesn't bother me at all. So, you know, I, I really want to be able to have the opportunity to complete all the events at the games. Have you have you given Pat a pep talk about the swim event yet? He's worked so hard on the swimming this year. <laughs> and him and I, um, when we trained together, we were in the pool twice a week. So he's going twice a week. Okay. So if it yeah, doesn't no, pay off? I, I give Pat swim, les swim lessons. I'll make that clear. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, some people are just not meant to swim. And I feel like this year, if we still have an issue with Pat and his swimming, that it's just got to be one of those things that he's just not built for it. It's just not meant okay. to be a fish. I hope He's so. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're big Pat fans, so we definitely want him to do well. 
isn't that as a human flotation device yeah <laughs> a ginger human flotation yep. device well freya it's been a pleasure i you know i'm crossing my fingers and hoping that this audio works for everyone it sounds fine yep. now it sounded fine the last time so hopefully uh this works for us but it's been great and we'd love to have you back you know when you're back from italy and we can talk about you know all of your wins and surprises and experiences uh, in madison this year so best of luck to awesome. you and thank thanks you. so much thank you so much for having me on Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.